Hey, guys. Hey. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey, hey. Back again. Coming straight off of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Turkey, Tom. Gobble, gobble. Still working through all the all the bathroom trips. What'd you do in the bathroom? Just getting rid of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Still making deposits. Awesome. I ate a lot. I ate a lot. That's a... Should we keep on with that topic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a deep burn. Oh, so deep. Yeah, I, I hurt myself Thanksgiving oh, Day. It's been a while since so I had a real Thanksgiving uh, so many. dinner. And, uh, yeah, I made a, I made a yeah. big plate. Like way too big of a plate. Doug wants to know if he can have a beer. No, it's in the it's in the yeah, we got a refrigerator. Uh, by the way, we are broadcasting from the Low Country Fly Shop in Mount Pleasant, uh, South Carolina here. It's a great place to come and hang out. We got Dave Porter and Bright and Ernest back there actually working their jobs. The bamboos the fresh bailies. Yeah. And we stocked their little beer fridge behind their counter with uh, with some tasty beverages so that we can be entertained. We got Bailey's creamy and <laughs> everything we need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, everything glad to be here from Low Country Fly Shop. Yeah. It's it's amazing they let us actually do this. Yeah. Um, so Mount Pleasant is part of Charleston, in case some people don't know that. Yeah, it's the it's the ritzy, it's the rich side of town. If you can't tell, none of us live in Mount Pleasant because well, we don't have deep enough pockets. But it is nice that they let us come over here and visit every once in a while. And the crowd here that we brought to the shop to record this is Epic. just oh, it's crazy, over the top. I mean, yeah, uh, maybe we should maybe we should hear from them a little bit. You want to hear yeah. a, little, a little cheer? Can we hear a little? A little little sound from the crowd. Yeah, hey guys, how are we doing out oh, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, there they are. There they are. Yeah. It's totally not a sound bite. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it's uh, Miller time. So uh Thanksgiving. Anyone have any good Thanksgiving? Well, let's talk about Will. He uh yeah, missed he missed the last show. Um Yeah, yeah you did. Yep, yep. Because he was doing nothing. I was doing nothing in Costa Rica. It was yeah. awesome. Not catching fish. Not catching fish. Uh, I saw pictures of monkeys, and you went sail fishing, and yep. I heard something about some rooster fishing. Yeah, that what monkey the hell? got pretty cozy. That's a guys. that's an awful lot of something for doing nothing. That was that was. It was an awful lot on the bank account too, but uh, <laughs> it felt good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we went down to uh, Haka, Costa Rica. Um, had a good time. Went with a couple of couples and uh, stayed out so late. That's for four. So that's six people total. Yeah, a total of eight people. Whoa, so that's a quad of couples. A quad, a quad of, couples. of couples. Yep, you got it. And, uh, you know, you know us, that we just do everything, you know, with... Elegance. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, we really did it up. So, but, uh, yeah, we went out uh, sail fishing. We caught a couple, I think we caught three sails the first day. Which, you know, it was really fun. It's really cool to do that kind of fishing for the first time. But just not really it's literally just paying a lot to ride around in a boat and drink beer and then when something's on the hook reel it in um but it was awesome and then we mike benson knows this well I, i'm all about it yeah and so i mean out there it's like shooting fish in a barrel so but uh the next day we went out and we did a little bit more trolling caught some mahi uh that was really cool and uh caught a little yellowfin tuna uh nice. spot check spot checked it on the boat i was looking about 17.50 a pound you know oh, yeah. lit it all on the fat content and uh, East Project. did you guys have some? Do you have some soy sauce on the boat? We actually did. Oh no, that's, yeah, that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, that's yeah, people we do did, that we all the time. Did. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually we didn't have toilet paper, sample. but we had soy sauce. <laughs> did you take well, a core sample? Yeah, took core sample. Core pulled sample. out, see the fat, sam- yeah. Yeah, the yeah, fat and the yeah. oil. Yeah, I, there's nothing like sushi where it's still twitching in your mouth yeah. when you put it in there. It's still like it's still and that, uh, yeah, that really exists and it's it's creepy. 
yeah, and delicious. Yes, yeah, so and, and a lot of imperial beers. I mean, that's the only thing they have down there. So, uh, which also comes with a side of diarrhea if you drink enough of it. Um, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's like bathroom crazy. talk with Mad Mike. That's yeah, it. you know, Will, we were actually talking last week while you were gone. Is there not a drink there that everyone shoots called Guaro? Guaro, where they, it's got like nitroglycerin in it. <laughs> didn't uh, we really didn't get to go out in the bar scene? That was a that's a real big party town. It's like the big surf city. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, we were there, there kind of the off season, and uh, we really didn't go there much the nightlife. Usually, by the time we got done with all of our activities for the day, that we would just go back to the house and just drink a uh, cook food and drink a uh, shit ton of wine. <laughs> and uh, and bourbon. So and the ladies plan this trip is what you're saying. Oh yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fact there was yeah. no bar time schedule tells me you yeah. had nothing yeah. to do with the planning of this trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was talking loco, and I like it. So uh, I just want to paint the picture here. Um, we got five of us sitting around a, a table, fold up table. Paul Puckett here. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Um, in December. A little sweaty in here though yeah. for me. You're always hot. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's because you're 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 the Papa Bear. You're all hairy. And Hot as in temperature, or like just like sexy. The big ginger bear. <laughs> it goes uh, both <laughs> ways. Yeah. And then we got we got Doug rolling here, uh, businessed out, kind of taking a little lunch break from selling just big time uh, property. Mm. We got Jeff Heat straight off Fraternity Row downtown, looking solid, looking solid. Woo. Mad Mike Benson. Yeah, still awake, still awake. Always and then uh, Will Abbott, who just got through telling you a little bit about his Costa Rica. Yeah, I wasn't done, but uh, we're still going. <laughs> so, uh, That's what you do. You interrupt me before I start talking. Then we decided not to go to the rooster fishing because it was, of course, some girls decided to go, and that just took all the plan to shit. Oh, yeah. It's like, ah, you know, th- there was this, I want to catch fish. Then there was like, we're going uh, literally away from the shore. And we might want to go back, and I just—is there a bathroom on the boat? Yeah, all this. I was just glad my wife didn't go, so I, it wasn't like I was getting frustrated with my wife. No, you know? yeah, you can so get frustrated with your friend's wife. You'd be like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit!" I just go. The, I just go to the front of the boat and have an imperial or seven. Yeah, yeah. But uh, overall, good trip. Um, it was kind of cool walking through the airport when they're catching uh, Syrian immigrants trying to get in the United States with <laughs> fake Greek passports, and uh, my beard just blends right into that. Oh, yeah, It just yeah. goes so well. We're going to need you to step over to the special inspection line. Yeah. Sir? Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, did anyone do any fishing at all? I mean, this is kind of a fishing show. Might as well just get it out of the way. Anybody behind Jeff with a raised arm? Anybody? So, else? Jeff, you want to tell us about your uh, fishing adventure? Uh, I, I finally caught a redfish. It felt pretty good. How? Uh, chunk molded off the dock. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's second redfish I've caught. Second redfish. First one on conventional tackle. The other one was on a fly rod. All right. Well, um, is that the only one that fished in the last... Five or six days, Doug? I, I did. I did, yeah. I've been hunting too much. I actually, believe it or not, got to get out with Ryan Rice, bad person from Flyline Media, who convinced me that there was still tailing fish in the grass. Oh, yeah, they're still there. And I uh, I caught one. Yeah, they're still alive. They're yeah, still alive. They're really there. Yeah, I went, I went out I, a couple of days uh, ago and saw several. They did not stay up long. No, and got no, a couple right, shots, right, right, but yeah, they're out there. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've caught them in November before, but I feel like we've had a really warm year, so yeah. I think they're holding over a little longer than what we normally see. I mean, the fact that it's December now, and I, you 
if you had the water, you could probably still find some tailing. That's that's a little yeah. it's, it's not unheard of, but it's definitely that it's definitely happening. I'm just too wrapped up in trying to stab a deer with a pointy stick that I haven't really. Uh, well, I want to know how's that new boat. It, it's That's good. A great I would actually story. I'd love to hear the end of it um, sometime. I got to run. I'm gonna run it tomorrow. I think. I think tomorrow is gonna be the day. I'm gonna do some. Yeah. Not red fishing because the tides are. The crap. mud cricket. The mud cricket. The mud cricket. It. Yes. Oh, don't worry. The, the whole winter, my whole winter, like I've got four weeks left of deer season, and then the rest of my time is dedicated to making the mud cricket the meanest little son of a bitch that ever floated in Charleston water. It's gonna be ugly and dirty and. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. I, I cannot wait to get on that boat. It's going to be so good. I'm a, uh, it's just going to be ramping over oyster bars and throwing a middle finger at everybody. It's going to be What's awesome. your dead rise on that boat? Definitely. <laughs> it's like negative, too. It's pretty flat. <laughs> Luxury. I mean, I love me some dead rise. God, Man. they were all about dead rise. The way, the way I look at it, though, it is made out of Kevlar, so if I get drunk and start shooting off my guns in the boat, I'm pretty sure it's bulletproof, so I don't... <laughs> Oh, so one I mean, good one good story ab- about Costa Rica, real quick to cut you, you know, off. No, you're not cutting me off. Yeah, um, I, when I was down there, I took a couple cans of uh, chewing tobacco. Let's go on to something. Okay, and um, and I ran out down there, and I asked a guy, and he was like, "Oh yeah, they have it everywhere down here." <laughs> and so I went into like five different places, and they didn't know what the hell I'm talking about. And so finally, I just give up. Then one night, they're like. The store has it. Just go down from the restaurant. Go down like two blocks, and it's right there. And like, um, I walk up to this random guy. Once that store just said they didn't have it, it's like, do you know where I can get some uh, tobacco? And I put my finger to my mouth. Oh, and God. by the time he pulled out of his pants an eight ball of cocaine, and <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, 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 no. So you can find coke, yeah. cane, yeah, yeah. Down there. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, God. yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. I don't do drugs though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was very surprising. And so you just walked away, right? You're like, no. Yeah, he didn't take debit cards. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got striped. He didn't have his. He didn't have his square on him for his phone. No, no, no. But uh, but it was uh, definitely a good time. Oh, uh, saw a lot of um, the two big, three big things down in Costa Rica are uh, fishing, um, drugs, yeah. drugs, and uh, prostitution. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw a oh, lot yeah, of that yeah. at the restaurants. So it was. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of prostitutes and traveling, my buddy Germs has this uh, pretty funny story. He tells he was a marine, got stationed a lot of places, and one of the places Jeremiah. He was stationed, Jeremiah, he got stationed down in uh, Djibouti, uh, which uh, Djibouti. I'm Djibouti. Sorry, could, could you say that again? Djibouti. Djibouti. And the capital of Djibouti is Djibouti, in case you were warning. <laughs> um, but this is this That's is kind of in the Ethiopia region of Africa, so. <laughs> They get like they get some time off to go into Djibouti, and uh, their their sergeant has this long talk with them like, "Hey, um, the AIDS rate here for prostitutes is like eighty percent." Like you know, it's National AIDS Day, right? I'm just yeah. you so know. you got a good solid. So you got a good solid with. chance of grabbing some AIDS if you went and yeah. got laid. <laughs> and so just picking some AIDS up at the store. So they were like, "So whatever you do, don't sleep with these women." And Germs is like, "Man, I was thinking, man, it's like." This is a third world dump hole of a country. Like, why would I ever want to sleep with anything that comes out of the country? And he's like, so Get we went me. out to a nightclub. And, he goes, and by nightclub, I mean a seedy basement joint <laughs> full of hookers. 
<laughs> and he said, dude, the women. They call that beautiful. a nightclub over there. They call that. Really? Against he said, amazingly beautiful. He the said, he never. Djibouti tail. Oh, he said, all night. He goes, I just looked at the floor and drank my beer and tried not to make eye contact. He said, they were hot as hell. He goes, if you didn't know that it was just like a sea of AIDS around you, you would have been like the happiest man ever. So, can, wait, wait. Can I just recap? We've covered Costa Rica, cocaine, and Djibouti ass and AIDS. Yeah, exactly. I think it's funny that in Djibouti, you can have. A locked, uh, locked basement full of prostitutes, <laughs> and that's called a nightclub. And in America, that's called illegal. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Crack open the fresh Baileys. In a lot of ways, we've we've advanced as a country. In a lot of ways, I feel like we fell behind. To be honest. <laughs> Thank you, Ben Carson. <laughs> well, uh, since we're kind of you know we're here at Low Country Fly Shop, let's kind of talk about these guys a little bit. Hey, Brighton. You want to just come say hi real quick? Or get us a beer? Oh, yeah. Um, well, as you're coming to say hi, you could bring a beer. But yeah, well, after true. this, let's get, let's get us a beer. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're live here, and we can't, you know, get yeah, away from my... I can't leave him on microphone. So, I know we, we are we can't huge. Hear you. you got to come over we're here and talk to We're huge in Nigeria, and I think Slovakia. Hello. Djibouti. That's bright and earnest. Right uh, he here. works here at the shop, and uh, as you can see, it's real festive in here today. Uh, we're getting the holidays going December 1st here. We're on a, on a timeline here towards Santa Claus, and uh, the people are just grabbing stuff off the shelves today here. Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no. Brian, I want you I want you to describe to the people that, that may have never worked in a fly shop. What's your what's your daily duties? What's your what's your life like behind the counter as a shop rat? I mean, I was a shop rat for 15 years of my life, but I think people need to know. People need to know what it's like to be a shop rat. What, what's it like being a shop rat? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of misconceptions about what it's like to work in a fly shop. I thought it was going to be great. I thought I was going to fish every day. I thought I was going to be like looked up to as like a god, so to speak. But uh, basically, oh, so you work retail is what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, basically I work retail. I show up at 8 in the morning, sweep floors, and then at 10 o'clock I show people how to tie knots pretty much for the rest of the day. Um, that sounds about right. Do you all have a secret handshake or anything, like if you're in the industry? Oh, you got to be in the club. You got, I mean, people want to know it, don't so they? Essentially you're in the Navy. You're sweeping floors, you're tying knots. Yeah, and a, a Navy that never moves. You just always stay in the same place, <laughs> see the same people, and do the same things. But at least we have beer. That is true. We do have a fly shop fridge here. That's a good good plus here. Yeah, and for any of you who don't know, Brighton probably ties some of the best flies. Sorry, Mike. Some of the best flies I've literally like ever here. seen. Yeah, yeah. Today you're a radio guy, Michael. That's true. That's true. Well, good, good. Uh... Anything else you need to add here, Brighton? I mean, what, you guys got anything crazy going on here at the shop anytime soon? What the um, fuck well, are you talking about, man? Nope. We don't, we don't really do anything. We just tie knots and sweep. So. <laughs> <laughs> and handle a baby or two these days. We got we got children in the mix. Yeah, Scotty does have two kids here. I forgot about the babysitting service. That's another. <laughs> if you're under the age of 30 and you work in a fly shop, you probably will learn to take care of children. <laughs> All right, well, that's Low Country Fly Shop for you. Another shop, good shop here. Bitch. And Brighton's one of the few people that ties flies that I won't criticize. Everybody else is fair game. He does the little things right. I don't, I don't criticize him You don't much. criticize mine because I don't tie flies anymore. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, to each his own. Yeah. Well, uh, Not so much. Should we lead into a little break? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think we need a little um, break. Coming up, though, we got Matt Slisky, who also works at the shop here, one of the founders of Pig Farm, coming up. Also a bamboo rod builder. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, David Porter here at the shop also does that. Uh, Brighton's been learning. 
Yeah. We're going to do a little Diddy call, a little segment we're calling Diddy call. We're going to call my dad and see if he even comes close to understanding what <laughs> I'm telling him. <laughs> and uh, Ambush. We also got a call in with Low Country Fish Blaster later. Yeah, mysterious we, we've been the promising the Fish Blaster conversation, I think, every week that we've had this radio show, but we are actually going to call Fish Blaster today and have a talk with him. You guys are teasing me, right? No, no, he's call- we got him. We finally set up. We keep running out of time, but this week we actually slotted him in. He is one we, of our calls. So we actually found him. Oh, yeah. We found him weeks ago. We just haven't been able to get him on the line. It's, he's tricky, mother. He's tricky dude. He was man. in a basement in Djibouti. He's definitely been in that basement in Djibouti, probably. <laughs> All right, we're taking it out. All right, all right. Let's go back a minute. country see what we're all about and what we have to offer man's country is a full facility multi-leveled complex that was designed to feature something for everyone come to man's country and develop your body or a friendship with somebody else's visit us once and you'll come again and again for the best workout in town it's man's country 28 west 15th street Beechnut's the tobacco you chew, and it's been that way father and son for a long time. Beechnut's smoother, moister, more delicious. Try it. Yeah, Beechnut's the tobacco you chew. Welcome back. Welcome back. Is that the meters? <laughs> <laughs> I told I told Paul if you weren't here, I was just going to play your part and just guess wrong at every song that we played during the break. Is that the musical one, oh, trivia with Doug Rowland? Is that the one eaters? I'm pretty the sure that's Dire Straits. And you're like one of the most knowledgeable dudes, like as far as music blogs and up to date on just pretty much everything. Apparently not. Yeah, you're no Paul Puckett. What is that like? The Talking Heads <laughs> Live '78 Sonoma. <laughs> Sonoma. No, no, no. The reverb on that backtrack sounds a lot more like Red Rocks to me. You're drinking Chardonnay over there, Will. A little Chardonnay. Chardonnay. So how many pounds of of ham did y'all eat? No oh, ham. It's turkey, man. Yeah, ham tur- is Christmas. Spiral cut ham. Oh yeah. Well, my family did do a ham, but I didn't eat it. I ate the turkey. I'm a dark meat man. Love if, if they could if they could genetically alter a turkey to be a hundred percent dark meat, I would eat the whole freaking turkey. 
You're, you prefer the dark. Oh, I like the dark. You Loves have rubbed it. a lot of people the wrong way today. I love me some dark meat. Ago. Oh, it's so much juicier. And booty. <laughs> so much juicier. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh, Chick-fil-A fries. Yeah. Oh, so good. Get that. He was talking loco, and I like it. <laughs> oh, I love dark meat. Uh, a lot so of stuffing. A lot of stuffing. Yeah. yeah uh, giblet gravy. Just I, I made a plate and like I, I made the plate not thinking, and then I got to my my station, you know, at the table, the kids' table, and I sat down and I looked at it and all I could think of was like, oh my god, this is gonna hurt so bad, <laughs> like I'm gonna hurt so <laughs> bad because I know I'm not leaving anything on this plate. Like, are you or are you not the black angel of death? <laughs> did uh, did any of you guys cook the turkey yourselves? No, I didn't. Not this year. I did last year. So we had to prepare the turkey this year, and I had a small meltdown, which I never have meltdowns. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Doug's <laughs> never had a meltdown. Uh, you know, Kelsey so hands weird. me this, this thawed-out turkey, and she's like, can you pull the neck and the giblets out of the body cavity? <laughs> I'm like, of course I can. So I go into the cavity. There's the neck, right? The neck. I mean, it's easy to yeah, find. It's, uh, pull the neck out. Yeah. The giblets. Right. They're in a bag. Like they're like in a bag, right? Yeah, but haven't the giblets always been in the same damn cavity as the neck? Yeah, they're usually like in a no, bag. No, no, like no. In a bag. I had to go around to the front of that bird. He well, does he go to the neck. He, he does There's have a, a point. second cavity. What else do you buy that the uh, another part of it is yeah. the ass of it? it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> cut all this stuff out and shove it up its ass and box it up. All right, time so, to send them out. I. You know, long story no, short, I, I finally mean, found the jibble. You can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking no, your head I up mean, a butcher's head. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I thought they were always like, it was always like the neck and the giblets and all that stuff. It was always like in one bag. That's like, what I always thought, up in too. There. Yeah, but no, this time I had to go around to the front, so they huh. had the giblets tucked in there. Forget no. it, I quit. I like just saying that word, giblets. Giblets. <laughs> God. Uh, where did y'all go for Thanksgiving? Uh, Jeff, come on in here. Tell us a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, I went down to Will's hometown in Beaufort, South Carolina. Well, not my okay. hometown, where I live. Yeah, well, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, uh, what'd you do, buddy? I, I, I had quite the road trip. Uh, my family uh, in North Carolina had an early Thanksgiving because a lot of people couldn't make the original Thanksgiving. So um, I worked uh, last Friday night, got off, went, got in a car, drove four hours to North Carolina, I did uh, Thanksgiving Saturday night and then did a uh, big cookout at my sister's house Sunday night. Got up Monday morning, drove to Columbia, South Carolina, dropped my girlfriend off at her family uh, who were doing their Thanksgiving thing. She's a teacher, so she had the week off, so I left her there. Drove back home, slept for a few hours, went to work Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Got off Thursday morning, uh, a.k.a. Thanksgiving. Got back in a car, shoved a Red Bull, you know, took a Red Bull enema to keep me awake and drove back to Columbia and I uh, did Thanksgiving there, and then I did a low country bull for all of her family on Friday. I brought my, my, my burner and everything up there and cooked a bull for them, right, and then drove back late Friday night so I could be home because Joanne had something to do Saturday morning. And, and, and then I went hunting, and I was like, you know what, I need a break. So I went up to my hunting club and slept on a rock-hard mattress in a tin can for, two, for a night and tried to oh! Hey, can you repeat all that? I wouldn't listen. It was a long, it was a long thing. It was basically a marathon. It was my Thanksgiving marathon. Some people like to run the turkey run. I just like to get in my car and drive for untold numbers of hours without any sleep. That's what I like to do. Just keep you on your toes while you're on the on the highway, you know. 
Well, I went to my parents' house. <clears throat> I got to hang out uh, with my parents while they listened to Fox News with the volume all the way up. Asses! <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of Donald Trump talk. And uh, uh, we had a good time with that. And uh, just pretty much ran around the farm with hijinks. And, uh, and uh, one night, Thanksgiving night, everybody went to bed early. And I found two things that I, I liked. I found a bottle of bourbon and I found Bull Durham on Showtime. Oh, and wow. I watched Fantastic. that about two, two oh, in the wow. morning. Best yes. movies. Just ever. put it on loop yeah. and keep going, yes. baby. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, man. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving, my favorite my favorite part of Thanksgiving was watching my Carolina Panthers do work, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was ugly. It was ugly. I felt kind of bad, but I didn't feel that bad. I didn't feel that bad at all, actually. Hey, it was guys. fantastic. Speaking Poor of speaking Roma. of doing work, how about Paul's Dallas Cowboys? Man, oh. looking Ooh, good. Looking good. Uh, mm. I think, uh, so speaking of all this and the Cowboys, we're going to call my dad here in a second live. He doesn't even know we do this thing. <laughs> and he's not. He doesn't know what you do. I don't think. <laughs> he's still not figured it out. Yeah. My mom will call me, are you at work? I'm like, well, what do you, do you think, still think I work at the fly shop? I don't understand what you, I don't know. So we're going to call him and uh I'm going to kind of try to explain to him. It's going to be funny to see how long it takes him to understand what we're doing. Well, let's and not get ahead of ourselves. Let's see if he answers. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully he'll answer. Then I'm going to bring up the Cowboys and ask him uh, what he th- thought about what happened. It's, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. I'm going to let you handle this. Might even bring up some Ranger talk, I'm too. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves off-season baseball in Texas. Yeah. Right. yeah everybody loves So let's, let's get that kind of dialed here we in go. and see what yeah, happens he's dialing here. right now. So it can turn it a little bit. There we go. I'm not going to talk. So you guys get where you can talk. Paul. I'm not making noise right now. Just right. talking. We might open thing. up the forum once you realize what we're doing. Hello? Mom. Yes, Paul. Hi. Hey, is Dad there? Yeah, he's here. Let me... Uh, are, you, are you at the flood tide? <laughs> yeah, more or less. Why didn't you call him on his cell phone? I thought we did. No, this is a home phone. That's okay, though. Let me give him the phone. Okay. Uh, the best is the, the best. Hey. Hey, Dad, what are you doing? I was just sitting here watching TV. What are y'all watching? Huh? What are y'all watching? I was just watching Fox like I always do. Ah, some Fox News. Cool. Um, we never even talked about that Cowboy game. What did you think about that Cowboy game? What now? What did you think about that Cowboy game? We never even talked about it. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> Only getting hurt, yeah. Well, did you, did you think they played pretty good? He's out for the rest of the year. <laughs> um, hey, Dad. Yeah? We're on a little radio show right now for Flood Tide. Uh little radio show so I, we just wanted to give we're calling our dads and this is what this is so what now <laughs> so we're, we're calling you live on a radio show right now <laughs> on a radio show will, will pipe in here yeah hey uh hey mr larry how you doing <laughs> on, on a podcast yeah, yeah. Mr. Bucket, how you doing yeah Man, pretty much a podcast how do you listen to it listen to it on the computer yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. Well, is this Flood Tide podcast? <laughs> but why male models? Yeah, yeah, more or less. It's it's a few guys are here at the fly shop, and uh, yeah, it's a Flood Tide podcast, huh. I guess. Oh, I'll be damned. 
<laughs> well, you should come and do it live in Charleston sometime. You can check it out. I, how, how, how do I get it on the computer? The internets? Send me, yeah, you send me the. Why don't you send me an email telling me how to get there? I will. Are you going to get on AOL and check it out? Oh, or um, Firefox, one of the two. Well, aren't you still on AOL? Yeah, I still got AOL. <laughs> so you're still paying for free internet? Well, but the problem is my, your mother's, all her email addresses are on there, and mine are in such a pain, you know, to change. And people, you lose people, and I, I don't want to do it. All right. Well, hey, I'll call you later and tell you how to listen to the show. So you ha- you guys have a podcast now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a live. Is it primarily? Is it for fly fishermen mostly? Oh, it's for if they want to waste their time listening to it. Yeah, it's about, it's not as much about fly fishing as it is more about just every anything you can think of. Flamenco. Yeah, flamenco guitar is one segment. We'll have you play live. Well, you, on you don't sound like yourself for some reason. Probably because I'm coming through a microphone or something. Oh, are you using that? Are you using that microphone, that UBS microphone I gave you? <laughs> no, not not for this. No. I'm sorry, I pulled y'all's legs. I'll call you that. That I'll call you later who and tell that, you. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Keeps laughing. It's all. It's four or five of us. We're all talking to. You. Who? It's a bunch. It's 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 Will. It's Mike. It's Jeff. It's Doug. And Sarah just walked up. Jeff Badman? No. <laughs> Y'all must be drinking. <laughs> we are. We are. All right. Uh, well, send me a send me a link how to get there, and I'll listen to it. Okay, I'll call you later. Well, no, send me the link now I'll, so I can listen to it's it. It's not live. It'll be. We'll put it on later. I'll tell you later. All right. Okay. See Bye. 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 That went exactly how that I wanted it. Perfect. To. Uh, yes. Gold. Yes. That was amazing. Even better, my mom answered. Oh yeah. Well, you should call her cell phone. Are you at the flood tide? Are you at, are you at the flood tide? Should we take a little little break and then we'll uh, we're gonna I think one of the the guides around here just walked in the shop. Yeah, yeah. You want to take a little break first, then we'll uh, get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just yeah, and um, let me go see if I can corral him around. You okay. Know, you never know about what's his name again? Like Delonica something. Delonica. Mitchelsonburg? Yeah, that's it. Delano, Delanaga, Mitchelsonburg. It's a, a mouthful. He guides like out west and here or something, I think. Yeah, we'll, he's we'll between do. here and Yellowstone. Actually, I'm uh, sure everything. I'm sure he'll tell us the whole damn story. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to fade know. out, and here we go. We'll, we'll check him out in a second. That was great. Presenting irresistible snacks from Platters. Here come the Platters again! From the litter! Corn chips and cheese balls! Potato chips! I just love them! Crackles and tortillas! Dynamo! Oh yeah! Cheese girls! All right! Thanks a lot, Uncle Platters! Platters snacks and stay fresh cans. They're as good when you eat them as when we made them. There's trouble for G.I. Joe. You gotta get out, your G.I. Joe. Copters waiting, time to go. Gotta rescue G.I. Joe. Better move out. 
G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe Adventure Team Helicopter, each sold separately. Have some wrinkle neck too. All right, a little wrinkle neck mules kind of get us going. Yeah, our mics, our mics were dead there. That's probably yeah. We good, had a whole conversation. It was a good thing those mics were dead. That's widespread panic. Awesome. Oh God, I love Dolly Parton. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's that song Dolly Parton jumps in on, ain't it? She got some big old titties. I, I was more referring to nine to five, but uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> it's one of her greatest movies. Nine to have you ever heard that uh, duet she did with Lionel Richie? No, I, I don't think I need to. I was either. The stream? Yeah, that was Kenny Rogers. That was pretty. Yeah. Have you ever heard that duet Sarah McLachlan did with the Labrador Retriever that been used for three months? <laughs> yeah, every time I hear it, I cry. <laughs> Feel like a bad, bad person. I will remember you. Is this queer? Uh, All right, but hey, since you know this is a flood tide show, so is it Will? I think yeah, it is definitely. <laughs> so uh, we just wanted to kind of thank everyone for their support and also obviously listening to this radio show with the power of the internet's out there. Yeah, straight off. Uh Cyber Monday and Black Friday. We want to thank you for supporting all the retailers that we're in and also supporting floodtide.com. Uh, I had a lot of great business out there. We really do appreciate the support and uh, we're going to have a lot of new good stuff coming out to you in the spring also. So be on the lookout. All right. And we, uh, we threw out that carport print. We got a few left. Few, uh, we're going to keep a, a code going Santa. S-A, that's S A N T A for all the kids out there. Uh, and what's, what's that going to keep doing? Well, that's a ten uh, percent discount, and the print still. And the prints. Yeah, we still got some prints rocking. Um, but please also support the retailers. They get a lot of our new stuff in that you can touch and feel it, and see God, see how the quality it. of it. Oh my God, yeah. Do you ever just go touch and feel it? Mm, I do every day. I just come in and I'm just like, Ugh. oh, it's a deep burn. <laughs> just love it. Uh, well, speaking of that, uh, we've got actually uh, just walked in. One of the guides in this area is kind of a new guide. I met him a couple weeks ago. Have y'all met him yet? This Delonica cat. Whenever a new guide comes in, everyone kind of knows. Have you heard about this guy, Delonica? Uh, what's it, Mitchelsonberger or something like that? I yeah. forget. Um, hey, hey, Delonica. Yeah. Hey, come on. Let's let's talk to him. We got to find out what's yeah. going on with the guide give scene. Me, these give days. me your mic, Paul. Doug, give you love the guide scene. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah, give the man a mic. Give the man a mic. Let's go right. away. Hang on. Oh, let me move. Wait, oh, hold. hold on a second. We oh, got. Shit, man. Is it on your computer? All right. Uh, it's cool. Uh, it's cool. We'll fix it. Hey, what's up, guys? So it's Delonica. Yeah, man. I I, I love this mid current tide stuff y'all are doing. This is awesome. No, it's, it's, fl- it's flood, flood tide. tide uh, yeah, blood tide. Yeah. No, flood tide. Oh, oh, flood, flood. Where do you, where do you? All right, Delonica. So you, 
you're, you're in Charleston, but where do you guide? What, what's your turf, man? Where's your where's your where's your lanes? Well, man, the Delonica story just doesn't start in Charleston. You know, um, grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. You know, uh, kind of did that scene for a little bit, and uh, one time, Dad just decided to cut off the old debit card. <laughs> And uh, went over to old Jackson Hole, and, and uh, it, it's been the last five years in West uh, West Yellowstone. And I uh, decided this year, you know what, shit, man, I've been looking at these magazines and been on uh, bloodtide.com <laughs> and just just wanted to uh, come check out the scene in Charleston. You know, I've been, I've been killing it out there, and I just wanted to, you know, kill it here. What's the name of your charter business again? You want to let everyone know? Oh, yeah, man. It's uh, Low Country High Mountain Guiding Expedition and Hand Tied Flies, LLC Incorporated. So is that your website, too? Is no, man. No, I got a landing page. If you just like want to go over to like, Low Country Fly Shop's website, I got a landing page over there. But also, I get a lot of my business from, uh, I got a flyer out at the uh, Circle K on Sam Rittenberg. I'm staying with a couple guys over there. Okay, it's probably a... You should get a website, though. What was the name of the company again? Just Oh, uh, Low Country High Mountain Guiding Expeditions. Just say it a little slower. Low Country High Mountain Guiding Expeditions and Hand-Tied Flies, LLC Incorporated. What kind of of flies do you tie? Oh, I mean, just kind of everything. Lots of spoons. Oh, yeah. Lots of spoons. Spoons are totally flies. BWOs. Zebra midges. Um... like uh, a gazelle midge. Uh, <laughs> you, catch, you catch a lot of redfish on midges? You, like no, but I mean, out west, you know, man, we're, we're getting it, you know. You okay. know, we're just finding that we're reading that water every day and just seeing what's out there. <laughs> it, am I doing this right? Are we, are we live? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, oh, do yeah. you use a lot of the same techniques out west that you, like, this is only your third, oh, week. Man, this bro, is only your third week to live here. Bro, though. it's all the same, man. These fish are all the same. They're all in the water, and I'm <laughs> outside the water, and I'm putting <laughs> stuff in the water to get them out of the water. Right? Logic is infallible. Right? Huh? Yeah. right? Oh, right? What, what's your best pattern right now? What do you, what do you oh. catch the most fish on? Oh, man. Uh, it, I just catch a lot of fish on everything, bro. Yeah. 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 How about you? Like, where are you fishing? <laughs> um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So a lot of people supposedly have seen you out. Uh, you're running a, I think, a South Carolina skiff. Is that right? Like a eight footer? Yeah, Carolina skiff 12. 12 oh, 12. Uh, 12 uh, a lot of people have been seeing you just kind of following all the guides and kind of binoculars and hot spotting everyone. Dude, it's like a lot like the rivers out west, man. We just all fish the same places. We're just trying our thing, putting our people on fish. And, you know, we're just. We're just out there doing it, man. It's just it's just one of these things. All of those guides are, like, really close, and we just sit down, and we share this information on an afternoon basis, sitting around with some beers or, or peering over shoulders and listening to conversations <laughs> or, you That's know, you That's know, or checking passwords in people's emails, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. You know. If you were to fish, like, one, like between out west and here, or maybe anywhere else, where, where would be the last place you'd fish? Like, what's your favorite place to fish? Uh, I just, you know, what comes to mind, like right now, and just maybe it's because I'm just into uh, a lot of Sarah McLaughlin right now, uh, Boise, Idaho, you know, it's just, you know, it's Idaho, it's just potatoes. Yeah, it's, no. It's beautiful. No. It's beautiful. It's, well, I mean, if you're into that kind of mountains and out west thing, but I'm, I'm more of a west guy, you know. I don't cross that line. I stay right there in Montana. There's a lot of friction, you know, between... Western guides that come out fish the salt and that whole thing. Uh, 
what do you say? Like you don't really dedicate yourself to one thing, and you're. Dude, I dedicate myself to the water, bro. Okay. That's what I dedicate yeah, myself that's, to. That's admirable. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I mean, but at some point you have you have to have some time on the water, right? I mean, like you can't just follow other people around. Like you gotta you gotta find something on your own. How how do you when you go out to a new spot? I mean, whether it's out west or if it's anywhere else, how how do you look at the water and determine hey? Um, that's a spot I'm going to fish, or, or that's a spot I feel like fish are going to be. How do, how do you do that? Well, a lot of people look at, uh, like, noons and, and uh, tides. I, I look at boats. Where are the boats? <laughs> you know, like, where have the boats been? Where are they going? Where are they right now? You know, and you know what? I get in a pickle. You know, <laughs> I just I just ride up to a guy. I just come right up on him. I'm like, hey, dude, how's this fishing? Have all the other guides been pretty cool with that? Yeah, they're a little macho, man. But, you yeah. know, I think that's just a little staff thing. I mean, I, they're warming up to me, you know? That's cool. Yeah. You know, you know I, they give me, like, nicknames, like, cool nicknames, like Chode and, like, uh, like Ass Hat. You know, stuff, you know, it's just like a fraternity, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. It's, all, yeah. it's all friendly. It's all so, friendly, man. So you got a pretty good customer base going. Yeah, these right guys now. have been giving me some good spots. I mean, I'm having to run in, like, 30 miles out. But, you know, they're, they're putting me on some good spots. So uh, Brighton was telling me earlier that uh, you, you've had some pretty famous people on the boat with you. I've had a couple, man. There's only, like, a couple. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys in the East know all these guys. But, like, uh, the most famous one was, like, the uh, – that, that dude, uh, you heard it, Stephen Hawking's? You you had Stephen Hawking. Yeah, man, he was on my drift boat, man. That was pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, uh, the son of a bitch was on the computer the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we got once we figured that shit out, man, we just high-sticked it and did, like, 15 cutties. And this son of a bitch was just typing away, man, <laughs> just all into it. So texting the whole time. Oh, pfft. Hey, texting, sending out emoji cons. I mean, was there, was there, how, how did you guys communicate? How did you talk to him? Did he talk back? Did y'all text? Well, I think I, I was like talking to like a Bluetooth speaker he had like on his shoulder or something. A what? A Bluetooth speaker? Because it was just oh, like. Oh, it, Bluetooth. It, yeah, it was just like uh, fish on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool, man. I think it's just had a real expensive cherry head, you know? Um. Man, I, I, I mean, so I feel like I had another question. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, man, just ask me. This is cool, man. So, so what do y'all do? Y'all like y'all like just uh, like like frame paintings and stuff? No, no, we're, that's not what, that's not what we do. Clothing. I'll let you answer this. Yeah. No, we're we're a clothing co- flood ties a clothing company. I mean, I'm an artist. Oh, right on, like Tommy Hilfiger, right on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those lines, yeah. one of those lines, so, yeah. Uh, Dude, did you ever have Tommy Hilfiger? I used to have like one of those shirts that had like the four <laughs> designs on it, and like the collar was like two designs. That collar would just never fucking stay down. Yeah, it, yeah, right. I think, that, I think they intended on it to popped up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Delana guy. You know what I'm talking about. This guy knows what I'm talking about. No, I have no idea. I, yeah, you know, we need to go fishing, man. <laughs> I kind of no, get the I'm vibe good. that you spend a lot of time by yourself. What's your favorite place to fish just when you're on your own oh man just a time off man just just get out of that grind i like yeah. to go out to like a hebgen lake man and hebgen. Just, nice. yeah yeah nice. I, I put on a corona midge and just oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you mean a corona mid right no corona midge man i just put on a midge and get like a fucking 12 pack of corona <laughs> <laughs> and, and just have a have a blast dude and I, i'm like looking at birds and like, what's that sparrow doing? And like, what's that? What's that noise of it? And there's smoke everywhere. I got you. Yeah. 
Smoke on the smoke, water. Yeah. 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 Water, well, wh- what's the chances we can have you kind of maybe come back and be a guest some of the time? Oh, man, anytime. Man, you got a place I can stay? Uh, yeah, we'll figure that out after the yeah. show. Yeah, let's, 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 no, no, I, I, well, well, let's let's get through the rest of the show and yeah. then we'll yeah. talk about it. Um, we'll let him go grab another beer or ten, and then we'll we'll see if we can figure out. Yeah, man, uh, just hit me up on my AOL account. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll do that. Um, thanks, thanks for coming by. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh cool guys. I mean, uh, thanks and. Uh, All right. Yeah, Delonica. Yeah. We'll have oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have you get on the, yeah, on the show. Another yeah, time. Circle K, Sam Littenberg yeah. Road. Just yeah, uh, yeah. loop me up. Yeah, man. Cool. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Right, thanks, See guys. You. Yeah. And hey. just hey, name a charter business one more time so they can they can uh, just look for you out there. Oh yeah, totally, dude. Uh, low country, high mountain guiding expeditions and hand tied flies LLC Incorporated. I like this dude. This dude's cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like you too, man. Yeah, you, man. You seem all right. You yeah. seem all right. I might fish with you. Yeah. Maybe. Never. I don't yeah. know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, man. We need to get the hardware store together or some shit. Uh, you know, just just yeah. smoke out and just. All right, dude. We're good. Oh, okay. we're good. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got a lot of show. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back with. We love you, man. Hey, can I can I take this beer with me? Yeah, it's yours. It's yours, Delonica. We don't want it. Thanks, bro. All right, we're gonna come back with old Matt Slisky, a man of many hands, Pig Farm Inc. <laughs> he has four hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Yeah, for a second. Yeah, okay, next one. Oh, God. Where's my song? Dude, I'm going uptown to the Hall of River to drown. so distant future on a planet called Earth. It's Underoos. Star Wars Boba Fett is here. That means Darth Vader's always near. C-3PO is lots of style. And R2-D2 just makes me smile. Star Wars Underoos are here, yeah! Something out of sight in underwear. Don't be so ridiculous, R2. Underoos are for Earthlings. I would warn you not to sleep with your future husband. You're in the big league when you make a perfect fly. You're in the big league when you keep the dream alive. You're in the big league when you pluck a star or two. You're in the big league you're in the big league too. Big league too. Man-sized watch of great taste and shredded bubble gum stuffed into a giant stay fresh pouch for big league flavor and big league bubbles. It's big. an interesting character i don't know, okay. uh, I don't know about that i was I mean, pretty quiet there i was i was i was trying to bite my tongue a little bit i don't know about that man that's pretty sketch well there's certain guys you know that'll make it and certain ones that won't yeah, i think he's a won't 
Yeah, I'm gonna put him in the won't category. I don't well, know about that cat. Well, you got a lot of a lot of guys that come out here from the west. Like trout fishing, I think is a totally different deal. I can catch a fish in a river, no matter what the weather is. Typically, you bring him to saltwaters. It's just a different game out here. Yeah, I mean, okay. It, it's yeah, it's not even really. Uh, it's not up for debate. There's no. There's no. Is it a little different? Is it, it's a whole hell of a lot different. And. I think I feel like guys just uh, don't appreciate that fact. But well, hey, man, to each his own. It's not like I own the water, right? I can't uh, tell him not to go fishing. Oh, you don't own the water? I, I own some water, You're maybe excited. somewhere. Feel these nipples. <laughs> um, well, speaking of that whole, well, while we're on the topic of like Western, yeah, we do have a, a legitimate cat that moved moved here. Yeah, yeah, definitely a far cry from the last cat we just talked to. Um. We got a uh, special guest, special, and like I said earlier, the man of many hands. Yeah, he's got like four <laughs> hands. Four hands, that's 20 fingers, you right? You got to, to build a good bamboo rod, though, you need more than two hands. I mean, there's no way you can build those rods with two hands. And co-founder of Pig Farm Inc. Oh, yeah, which nobody, I'm including him, I think, even knows what that means. But And bamboo rod maker. Yeah, yeah. Speak up, Matt. You got a microphone in front Matt of you. Matt <laughs> Oh, Matt's, uh, oh, there it is. He's got a microphone. It's good to be The crowd's loving it. Yeah, they're into it. Thank you. Thank this crowd's getting out of hand, man. We got bouncers going to get their hand on them. Oh, oh. something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, get rid of that. All right. Tune Sorry. Down. Ooh, we got a microphone though. set up outside. It's getting weird. I can't good control to be the here. crowd. <laughs> yeah, Matt Schliske, uh of all those other things, he also works here at the Low Country Fly Shop. Low Country Fly Shop. So we listed Pig Farm. Yep. Rod Builder. Yes, sir. We listed uh, um, two. Four, he's a guide. You're working on being a guide out. You're a guide out west. I am, yes, uh, and have started guiding down here for redfish. Yeah. So okay. Got the old captain's license and uh, you know doing the redfish thing. Well, how have you uh, have you in, you've been here about a year now? Yeah, a little over a year. So mm-hmm. early in my fly fishing career I was exposed to saltwater fly fishing and realized what a different beast it was and um, just have always wanted to further pursue that and so I guess now I'm kind of working towards that actually taking action you're naughty <laughs> he is naughty yeah but you're doing it the right way um, as opposed to our last guest uh, you're actually putting some time on the water learning from people and trying to put things together for yourself but uh but yeah man it's 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 good to see man we like yeah. we like having you down here it's good to be here man charleston has definitely welcomed us and made me feel very at home there's a really cool like group of folks down here and the fly fishing community is really growing down here and really vibrant which is really cool one of the reasons that kind of brought me down here um, you know, working on the pig farm in Colorado and just wanting to start a community of fly fishing. I knew that like if I was to leave that area and go somewhere, I wanted it somewhere that had like, you know, the right elements to be able to, you know, build a strong fly fishing community. And I think Charleston has all that going for it. Well, I want to, I want to take a little credit here, um, because I take credit wherever I can feel like I can take credit. Uh, the first time I met Matt, uh, he came down with the uh, Fly Fishing Film Tour and some boys. And me and Paul were living together at the time in this little rundown shack uh, 
we literally had a kitchen that was that was half kitchen, half construction zone, and we didn't have heat. We had a uh, uh, an electric heater in the in the living room, and these guys come down and we're like, "Yeah, sure, you can stay with us, man." You know, he crashed on our floor, and they did. And they were supposed to be here for like two days. It was like a week. It was like a floor ah, of Wookies. Oh, it's just the floor was covered <laughs> in hairy, hairy Western men. And uh, sleeping next to a, a plug-in heater, uh, which is right up your alley. Oh man, we loved it. Yeah, it was like, why? Why would we leave Charleston? We got somewhere else to go. I know, but like, we don't Yelly. have a show for a couple days. Yeah, and you didn't leave Charleston. You stayed. No, like. We stayed as long as we possibly could. Yeah, and now you're here permanently. Yeah, you know, I got tiger blood, man. Yeah, how many? Let's go. I guess start back a little bit. How many years did you do the film tour? I mean, actually um, on the road. Let's see. So. I don't know. I, I have a hard time keeping track of that kind of stuff. Probably like four or five years. Um, my One of my good friends who I started the pig farm with, Jay Johnson, like uh, started doing the film tour back in the early days with Thad, who's, who actually started it. We and love us some Thad, by the way. Yeah. Thad Big Paw. Jay. Shout out to Thad Paw. Big Thad. And, uh, Thad and uh, so he's he like kinda, 50, but he looks 23. <laughs> Acts 23. When I first went on the film tour, Jay was like, yeah, you know, you should go on tour with us and uh, we can just, you know, hang out on the road and go to some different spots and show some films. And so that's kind of how I got into doing it and then just have continued to do it ever since a little bit. I don't usually spend like three months on the road or anything. I'll go out for like two or three weeks and. I've been lucky enough to kind of be able to do the South when I'm out on the road, which is killer because, you know, it's the whole saltwater deal and warmer weather and southern hospitality and food and all that, you know. So as someone like me that wants to live that rock and roll dream, and I think that those days are gone, <laughs> is that as close as you can be to, like, being in a band and, like, I, being on the road? I guess. <laughs> I think for in the fly fishing world, probably so. You know, it's either that or like you go on the road with like some other company and do like the trade shows or whatever, you know. But that's probably as close as you can get to the rock and roll lifestyle in the fly fishing world. And it's, you know, not not that glamorous, but it's a lot of sleeping on floors with electric heaters. But we had a lot of fun doing it. I think since I've met you and cons since I've consumed a lot of alcohol in my life, I think I've forgotten every time I ask you that. I was always like, Matt, you play music, don't you? Like, you just look like a rock and roller. And I just assumed you played bass or drums. Um, and I was looking to fulfill this rock drunk. and roll. I, I appreciate music. I don't play music but i've i've dabbled in it a little bit and i'm considering maybe picking up the bass i don't know we'll see what happens now we're talking slap on the bass slutsky on bass match slutsky on the bass yeah man that would be cool you look like a a bass player man hawk that thing up right in your son of a bitch. beard and yeah. just yeah. slap it around a little bit a couple tattoos help uh hey. i wish y'all could see what my favorite tattoo maybe, maybe we shouldn't even say it. you can, next time you Running the matter medium, just asking about. Don't say it. Don't say what that tattoo is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's got some. He's got some solid tattoos, for sure. Um, so let's talk about the pig farm thing. I mean, I think, I think I finally understand it, but it took me forever. I think people were so consumed on the idea that it had everything to do with tattoos at one point. Yeah, I mean, we. That's kind of how we introduced it. I guess, and that is still kind of a part of it because it's just something that we have fun with, and that's like a big part of Pig Farm is just having fun, having a good time. Awesome. But uh, 
you know, so there is that element of it, but really the main focus and goal for us is just to get more folks into fly fishing and just make it fun and accessible and um, just, you know, that's, that's what it comes down to. So that kind of translates into different weird things that we're doing and different cool things that we're doing. Like um, the latest uh, like event that we're doing is I'm pretty excited about. It's called Pig Farming Gets Trashed. And we go around and do like a little fly fishing like competition kind of, but really all the points are stacked towards getting new folks to catch their first fish on a fly rod or um, picking up trash on your river or on your water where you fish. So, so it's, it's like a co combination of points. Yeah, cool. so it's not like, you know, who catches the most fish or the biggest fish. It's like how many new folks can you get into fly fishing and how much trash can you pick up off of, you, off of your water. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's pretty cool. That's something else that we're trying to do in addition to, like, if you have a really bad tattoo that you don't want, you can come to us and get it removed and we'll take it and put it on us and our friends. Yeah, so and, and I, I think that's a, a clutch point you, you just picked up on there. I mean, I think a lot of guys, uh, myself and, and you and Paul and, and, and Will and, and guys, you know, we're not that old, but we started fly fishing um, back, I, I hate to even say this because it sounds really pretentious, but back before it was cool, before it was like a thing, like there was no social media, there was, yeah, no, yeah. There was no young guys out there creating communities for themselves um, to promote the sport. It, it was... While it was a cool thing to do, it was still a largely uh, misunderstood thing, and a lot of people looked at it as this elitist, um, purist way of doing things, especially where I'm from in the, the back hills of North Carolina, like where guys follow stock trucks with corn and think that's how you catch trout. You know, um, The guys that use fly rods were always looked at as this elitist group of guys who, who, who thought they were better than everybody else. But the, this pig farb thing, while it, it, it actually gets a little heat out there for being just, you know, this rock and roll tattoo that is correct. Rock type attitude, but it's not it, that that's not the whole point of it. It's not that it's not a it's not a thing of we're better than you. We're cooler than you. Look at our tattoos. It's just a hey, man, we want everybody to want to be able to enjoy the sport and everybody be exposed to the sport. And that's the whole point of it is to, is to grab those people uh, on the fringes who may not understand fly fishing, may not understand what's going on and let them know that there is no set community that, that, that we can all come together and enjoy the sport and and uh, you guys have done a really good job of that like i'm with paul i didn't understand it at all um i've been to the pig farm event so i've done the thing i've watched some of my friends get tattooed it's hilarious but even while all that was going on i was like i have no idea what's going on like i don't yeah. know what well, i think is. the iron flies are what kind of yeah i first time i understood what's going on oh okay yeah yeah, that was so. kind of like our first event that we really, uh, you know, promoted was the Ironfly. And it just started with us just tying flies at our buddy's um, house. And, you know, like a lot of people are doing all across the country. And then we were like, you know, there's a lot of other um, people who would really like to do this same thing with us. Why don't we just start doing it at the bar and we'll make it a little night, you know? And yeah. then it just grew from there. And then we were so excited with how many folks we were uh, just, you know, exposing this cool thing to um, that were just at the bar hanging out or who just wanted to come and see it. And so we're teaching all kinds of new people how to tie flies, even before they 
really knew what fly fishing was um, just as something to do, and it, and it just grew and took off. You know, people really respond well to it. Well, and that's kind of one of those things that I love about, like, what you guys are doing, and it's kind of like you've taken, taken what is um, kind of been organic is that you can kind of go anywhere in the country, and if you find somebody that's a like mind, you have so many different views on different things, but you have that one thing that kind of pulls you together. Yeah, for sure. And you're definitely sitting there having a good time. You know, you know, it's one of these things. Why I know Matt because I know Paul, and I know this guy and that guy, and it's auto- automatically this huge club of like I've known these people through like three or four or five degrees of separ- separation, but you're like, you know, this is a very cool way to to have this large, loose-knit community, but we're tied together on that one thing. Yeah, totally, and it just brings you together around fly fishing. So you can then go to, you know, just about any other place in the country. And and this has kind of been our dream, and it's already, you know, starting to become a reality is, you know, we want to be able to go to anywhere in the country that has good fly fishing and meet up with other like-minded folks and be a part of that community, you know, so we can go out, we can go fishing, we can have a good time and have fun and feel, you know, welcomed and respected and whatever, you know, just rather than um, just having to do everything on your own, being able to kind of, you know, lean on the community a little bit to help you just achieve your goals of bitching. <laughs> and that community is bigger than you think, man. Uh, you can go mm-hmm. to like anywhere in the country and like, dude, look up this guy that's yeah. in you know San Antonio. Totally. You know, you know, you're like, you know, um, it's just one of those things. And easily, too, you're seeing a lot more shops that are um, kind of following the way you guys are doing here at Low Country Flying Shop, as getting away from kind of this stiff, um, stiff iron shirts, uh, vest wearing. Uh, fly boxes in your pockets to more of just a, you know, a loose knit community, have a couple beers in the shop, go out and go out on the water, have a good time. And then in the night, go out on the town. Yeah. And one of my favorite things about these events and, and I've seen it progress and not necessarily just, just uh, pig farm, but, but over the years is, is that those, those tight knit, you know, tweed wearing old school dudes that would normally frown upon the young guys that are, that are the drunk and the loud and the raucous or, or they the have a lot of tattoos and the big beards and they wear the trucker hats. And, you know, they don't represent what these guys grew up thinking fly fishing represents. But you get them in a room with you and you get them at that event. And those dudes, they lap it, it up. Like they love the every minute of it. Yeah. And they're jumping in there, drinking their scotch and just hooting and hollering. And, and I think they forgot how much fun fly fishing Yeah, they're be. just excited that there's youth getting into the sport that they love, you know, and that we're breathing life back into it. Most of those dudes totally appreciate it and, and they're cool and, guys. And sometimes we're just as guilty, guilty as much as they are of saying that, like, it's just a, a dying industry, a di- not an industry, but a dying uh, type of personality that's into fly fishing. It's like a lot of these guys used to be us in the younger age, and it's right. just getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, and, yeah. and the thing is, the industry has just been for years just focusing on that 50, 60, 70-year-old market where it could be a lot more. And you're seeing a lot of these people, especially with the baby boomers, you know, you might be 55, but hell, you feel like 25. Right, totally. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, when they filmed that old Tarpon movie in the 70s and yeah. the Keys, like... Those guys were pig farmers. If, if those guys could have bought a tattoo machine for $50 <laughs> on eBay, they would have given each other bad tattoos oh, as well. Yeah. So, 
it's just kind of a, I guess, a sign of the times. It's not like we're even into tattoos. Um, in fact, none of us had even ever had a tattoo before we started the really? pig farm. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. And, uh, Have you ever had a professional tattoo? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, originally we had thrown around an idea, and Matt actually brought his tattoo gun here today. <laughs> I so, so it's entirely possible that a tattoo could happen. I'm, I'm not, not saying it's going to. The potential. I would be up for one. I'm in right. I'll do one. I'll do one on the air. Whatever. I do one. As long as Charlie Sheen isn't here before we get one. Yeah, no, I'm not going after Charlie Sheen. No, but before that, I'll I'll let somebody tap me. I'll well, let's talk. Let's if this happens, we'll let everyone know. But uh, let me. You mind if I kind of? Yeah. One more thing on yeah. Ironfly yeah. though, and just the the community there. Um, we are throwing an Ironfly this weekend you in know, like a Asheville, man. And there's also one going down in the Northeast in New York, I believe. And so if you're in the area, you should come check it out. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, the uh, 2015 Western North Carolina Fly Fishing Expo is this December 4th and 5th. So this Saturday and Sunday, uh, Pig Farm Inc. will be there. Uh, Southern Culture on the Fly, a lot of our good friends. Uh, Flood Tide will actually not be there. We have a, another commitment on the other side of the country that we'll be working on. But uh, definitely go if you get a chance. It's a good time. I'm speaking more about going to Dallas in the next couple oh. of days. Uh, don't look at me like I'm crazy. But um, It's like, where are we going? But it's, de- <laughs> but it's definitely a good event. And I tell you what, man, if you're going to go and you want to hang with the, uh, a good crowd of people, definitely uh, get involved with these guys. And in Asheville, it's the greatest town in the world of saying when it gets together a bunch of fly yep. fishermen and it's to gonna, go out on the town. It's going to be at the Southern Culture on the Fly offices in downtown Asheville. The so it's bound to get bitching. Totally wasted in that place. I do want to talk to Matt, though, about a couple more things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like low-budget porn has been shot in that office before. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, Easily. yeah. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh wait a second! Wait, I just had our um, our uh, oh, assistant yeah. just came by. Yep. Oh god, that sounds good. Uh, Matt, I do want to talk to you about uh, your art, your artsy side of your life, the bamboo rod thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like bamboo rod. I mean, before I even met you, I knew it was kind of making a resurgence in the world of just fly. It's kind of like the vinyl record of music. Everyone wants a vinyl record now. Even I want a bamboo rod. Actually, you gave me one for my wedding gift, so I have one now. No, I, I will I not make out with you. I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but uh, the whole point, of, like, I want you to, like, kind of tell us how you, what day did you decide, I'm going to look into making bamboo rods. Like, how does that happen? I don't, well, um, my friend who kind of got me into fly fishing growing up, um, this kid, Mark Browning, who I grew up with, he uh, was fishing a bamboo rod the first day that I went out and caught a trout on a fly on a fly rod with him and he kind of put it in my head that just bamboo rods were cool and I've always been into old stuff and um, so just kind of kept an eye out for him and like found some old bamboo rods and thought they were cool and just this um, is when you lived out in Wyoming yeah this was in Colorado Colorado, actually growing up yeah and so just picked up a bunch of rods along the way and finally stumbled onto some really good rods that were made in Denver back in the day, some Philipsons and Grangers, and um, then had another friend who had made a couple of rods, and he had, like, all the stuff to do it, and he let me borrow all that stuff and make my own rods. And once I made a couple, I just, you know, wanted to make better ones, and it just opened up this whole door and just kept going. So I've been 
building bamboo rods for, I don't know, about 15 years now and have built a couple hundred rods and everything from, you know, steelhead salmon down to little 2.8 trout rods and everything in, in between saltwater rods. But, yeah, now you guys are building these uh, one-piece eight weights? Yep, doing a one-piece hollow-built uh, eight-foot eight weight now um, that has been a lot of fun to play around with. So can so. people come see them here at the shop? Low yeah, Country Fly Shop? Yeah, totally. We've got, um, you know, a bunch of my rods here at Low Country Fly Shop and, um, the, the downside to the bamboo rods is it's, it's so labor intensive and it takes so much time and I have so many other things that I'm doing and interested <laughs> in right now that the, uh, you know, the, the production has gone down. The numbers are not where they were four years ago. Well, when all it was demand is going to go up and price is going to go up. This is America. Welcome to capitalism. Son. But I'm yeah. still doing it and I still love I it. I do watercolors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll probably do it till, you know, the day I die. But what I've come to realize is like, um, it doesn't matter really what kind of rod you're using as long as you're just out there having fun and it's really more about fishing. But there is something about a bamboo rod, you know, that makes it special, that makes you want to hand it down to your kids or your grandkids or your, your nephew or whatever, you know. And if you have your grandfather's bamboo rod, like no matter who made it or what brand it is or whatever, there's something special there, you know, and it's it's like something a little bit more than just a fishing rod or a tool. And, and you guys do a lot of restoring too, right? I mean, when you talk about like your grandfather's rod. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that would be something that if someone finds a rod that they think maybe could just get a checkup on? Or yeah, the cool thing about the bamboo is there's not really much you can do to it that can't be fixed or repaired. So even if you have one in really bad condition, it can be brought back to life and you could fish it or at least like, you know, have it look more like it did when it was new or whatever you're trying to do. Well, cool, man. Well, um... <laughs> I appreciate you coming by. Yeah, yeah thanks dude. for having me. And people can come see you and touch you anytime Pretty you want much to any day. And just for everybody out there, Matt is one of my favorite people on this planet. He's very original, down to earth, legit dude. You should come see him. You should buy one of his rods if you've got that kind of dough. Um, and yeah, hand it down to your kids and you can say the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Slisky, the man of four hands, built this rod. <laughs> and, and where can we find you on social media? Um, you know, I lost my phone early this year and I've, <laughs> so it's been a little hard to get a hold of me and I, I really haven't wanted to replace it because I don't know. Yeah. So I have a computer and I'm on the emails in and the Facebooks. So you could, you could definitely reach me that way. Uh, right, Low cool. Country Fly Shop or Matt Shalisky on Facebook. All right. Awesome, dude. Do that. Well, appreciate it, man. Yeah, dude. Appreciate cool. it a lot. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Matt Shalisky. Cheers. Rock and roll. All right. Well, what's, uh, what's left in I this? I just want to make a, just a point. This is the first time and maybe the only time we'll ever have chicks in the green room. We've got chicks recording. in the green room. They can't even. They don't even know we're saying that. Thanks don't. to Shalisky. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> babe. Shalisky. <laughs> Schlitzky. Schlitz malt liquor, <laughs> Schlitzky bamboo rods, whatever. Yeah, we're I'm there. About, I'm I got, we're about, we're about four or five years in. Yeah, at least. Um, all right, so we got a break, and then uh, we're coming back and we'll right. finish this thing up. All right, let me uh, let me guess. How much do that? Let's get a little rock and roll, baby.
This year, give the gift that opens up the world. If you love great cheese flavor, it's time you tried the snack that's famous for it. Mm. Nacho Cheese Flavor Doritos Brand Tortilla Chips. snack with the great flavor of cheese. Try nacho cheese Doritos. They taste as good as they crunch. show that was good to see old matt oh dude solid man matt's good dude that's like the most informative interview i think we've ever done it's only our third show but it's probably the most informative well yeah and i mean we need those guys to balance us out i mean we don't have anything to say really so (laughs) you actually bring on on someone with some talent and some info and some background and some history yeah somebody's got something to talk about we got nothing nobody fucks with the jesus (laughs) um so there's been like a hot topic, like, like this this dude has been kind of. And if you're outside of Charleston, you're gonna know anything about this, really. I but mean, you should check it out. Oh, you should be into it, but you just don't know yet. He's more or less been rampaging the world of social media, fishing, low country. Anyway, low country fish blaster. So it's at low country fish blaster on I think Instagram. Yeah, it's Instagram at low country fish blaster. He's, he's stirred the the. the the kettle a little bit he's uh or the pot either one it's, it's got everyone everyone in charleston's in a big tizzy yeah Whoa, they're wilds drake hot. wilds drake coming in hot oh there yeah well, that's wilds drake i'm sorry we didn't even introduce throwing some words on the mic yeah <laughs> putting it we'll down get, on we'll wax get to wilds in a minute wilds is joining us for the conversation but we'll let you know who he is in a second but he's gonna yeah. be joining us yeah he wanted to be here for this i mean it's kind of kind of weird we got this guy's phone number well, and oh. the thing is, like, nobody knows well, who this guy is. We have a phone number. Well, I, I, we don't I know tracked him down. Is. I talked him into letting. The, but did he give you a name? He gave us a phone number. Oh, we gave you a phone number, but he didn't give you a name. So we still don't know who this guy is. Low Country Fish Blaster is all I know. All right, all right. So we're calling him. So I'm going to call him right now. Check it out at Low Country. It's ridiculous. 
things this guy's doing. Yeah, he's is he for some think he's for real. I don't know. He might be a real guy. He's doing big stuff out there. He's dude. He's pissing people off, which is right up my alley. I enjoy it thoroughly. I guess we call him Low Country. (laughs) Yeah, we're just gonna call him Low Country, (laughs) Mister Mister Blaster. Hello? Hello. Is this the fish blaster? What is this? Hey. Is this Low Country Fish Blaster? Well, hi. How you guys doing? Who's this? This this is the uh, this is the uh, flood tide uh, barely live blog coast post thing. LLC what what are we doing? What? Yeah, I don't know what we are. How you doing, buddy? Well, okay, I'm doing all right. How are y'all? We're we're surviving. We, we wanted to talk to you, man. Um, you, you're causing a splash. Uh, you got a lot of people with their panties up Uh-oh. in the wad. You got a lot of people upset about. Uh, what you're doing on the Instagram. Now, me personally, I love it. Um, all about it. Well, I've been known to wad up some panties. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, what do, do we just call you Low Country? Or what do we call you? What's Mr. your name? Oh, my name's Frank. 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 So, are you a guide around here, or are you just someone that likes to mess with people? Oh, no, I guide. Um, it all started, really, when the... Uh, the hide it fructose corn syrup kind of killed my honeybee business. And I seen all these people on the Instagram making famous whoopee. And so I figured, why not me? Yeah, well, you okay. got a point. You're really taking the bull by the horns. Yeah, I really, I really well, like what you're you know, doing. Do you intentionally go out to target uh, particular people, or are, you just, or are you just trying to have a good time and enjoy yourself? Oh, no, I just seen all this Insta vanity, and I figured I'm more vain than all these other guys, and so, you know, I like to poke a little fun. So when I saw that you were going to be on our show, which I appreciate it, I know that uh, you kind of leave, you know, live a low profile, but I was kind of going through your Instagrams, checking them out so I could kind of have some topics to bring up, and I saw the the big ray that you were saying that you need more room in your freezer that for Thanksgiving. Uh, how did that all play out for Thanksgiving? Did you carve that thing up? Oh, yeah. It was good. We still got some left. But how do, you, um, how do you cook one of those? Oh, you cook it any way you want to. Well, how? Ray fried what, what, beans. How? Yeah. You know, you put put you some uh, flour and some butter and some black eyed peas and some chunks of ray meat, and you stir it all up and you throw you know make like kind of like a crab cake almost. You put it in the deep fryer. We call it ray fried beans. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. What's that? Ray fried beans. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had that. Uh, sounds interesting. So, hey, well, Low Country, okay. we had a guide on here earlier named Delonica Mitchelsonberg. Do you know him? Who? Delonica Mitchelsonberg. No, I don't believe so. Well, he's that guy that a lot of people were talking about that have the binoculars kind of following everyone. I just didn't know if that's if you've run into him yet or what the deal is with him. Oh, uh-oh, that's not good. No, I try to keep low profile so that people don't kind of figure out where I've been blasting, <laughs> blasting all my fish. Is that the name of your charter, Low Country Fish Blaster Charters? Huh? Huh? <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, I heard the name of your boat was actually the Master Blaster. Is that true? Master Blaster? Well, that, that's high praise. <laughs> All right, so but, but let's be real, man. Like you've got you've got a lot of folks, you know, kind of hot and bothered. I mean, w- let's be honest. Not all of them pictures are yours, right? I mean, 
You had a picture the other day, just today, actually, I seen on there that uh, with Richard Petty. Um, oh, yeah, we go way back. Oh, uh, you do? Were you in the racing world at some point in your uh, honey business life? Well, no, other than just being a lifelong fan. Cool. But, um, no, we actually just kind of met at an Outback Steakhouse one time, totally randomly. And, uh, you know, got to talking over a blooming onion. And we've been fishing buddies ever since. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. But, I mean... Like at, at some point, folks are going to ask, "Are you real?" I mean, I, I mean, we're talking to you, so I'm assuming you're real. Yeah, like if point. anyone looks at your Instagram, it's going to be kind of. You know, I ask myself that sometimes too. You know, but this whole thing of life is just kind of all an illusion. You know, what is real? Okay, okay. Um, huh. It, so when when you enjoy just time to yourself, you don't have a client, but where are you fishing, and what's your favorite kind of beer to drink while you're fishing? That is a tough question. Well, you know, tackle it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like asking me to choose which one of my kids is my favorite. You know, I like all the beers, but um, my favorite fishing is probably brim fishing. Brim, brim fishing. We, well, what do you drink when you brim fish? Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 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 That's fair enough. Yeah, uh, you can't get any. You can't argue with that. Um, you know, I, I've been known to drink enough liquor. They call me the Brim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> you catch those titty sized Brim? Yeah, I turn into this, just this fishing machine and I pull up left and right. And I said, Billy, get the gaff. I got a Brim pulling drag. <laughs> How old are you, Low Country Fish Blaster? Forty-seven. <laughs> what are you wearing? My undies. Whiteies, tighties, tighty whiteies. Well, yeah. What other kind is there? <laughs> ain't ladies' undies. <laughs> you like Bailey's? Oh man. Well, I mean, I'm I'm really just shocked just to talk to you. I got done milking my honeybees, and so I had to just, you know, I kind get out my bee suit and i'm sorry you were milking honeybees mm-hmm. and I, I just changed out my bee suit and so now i'm just you know doing some errands around the house and mind just finished doing dishes so where do you live here in charleston oh i actually i live in somerville and what's your last name that frank makes sense actually my last name sand beans Okay, so he's revealed his name. So Frank Sandbean? Mm-hmm. We tricked him. Unless mm-hmm. he's tricking right, him. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Yeah, well, we're not going to wear it, it out. It seemed pretty easy to get the name out of you. Everyone's been wondering who the Low Country Fish Blaster is. Listen, who listen. Who are these people you're talking about? I, th- I think we're kind of losing it here. I'm, you know, Low Country <laughs> Fish Blaster, next time you got something for us, maybe we'll call you back sometime. Um, you guys want to move right. on? Where can we find you? Where can we find we, you? You can find me at the boat ramp. <laughs> Touche. Touche, sir. All right, all right. All right, let's get you on the rodeo, radio some other time down the road. How about that? You down? All right.
right. Anytime, you boys. Thanks for having me. All right. Low, all right. Now. low Country right. Fish Blaster. Yeah. There he is. That something. That's a great show. I'd love to hear the end of it sometime. Yeah. I don't know about that guy. Yeah. There's something off. Seems a little loose. The only thing yeah. that made sense of that whole story was he was from Somerville. That was the only yeah, thing exactly. that I believed out of that exactly. entire conversation. Ken Bergman territory. <laughs> Ken. I wonder if he knows Ken. Ken's probably listening here. Ken, if you know Frank, let us know. Yeah. Call us. We actually hopefully will down the line have some call-ins. We've been talking about it for like two weeks. Well, we'd have to go from barely live to actually live. We're going to. Oh, oh, yeah. But it'll still be barely live. We'll that's probably be, be barely live. That's going to be a hot mess. Um. Well, as we temporarily introduced earlier, Wild Drake. Can you imagine having that name? It's like as good as James Bond. Dude, yeah, there's Wilds, very few people have names like that. Wilds Drake. Yeah. Is it, that for real? It's for real. It's that's, on the birth certificate. That's a lot of that's a lot of pressure though, man. I mean you you, you have to live up to that. Hey, name. Like, that's sure? gotta be Yeah, well, I mean I tried to, you know, in high I in high school I had a big problem. The teacher would ask you what your real name was and you'd tell them Wilds and they would think you were joking and I'd inevitably get a detention or something of that nature for actually having a cool name. Yeah. Well that cool name's gonna be on the side of a boat. Yeah. I bet it doesn't have dead rise. It got no dead rise. I ain't got no Do you know what dead it ride does is? have a little bit of dead ride. <laughs> 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 I mean, I was listening last week, and these fellows were claiming it couldn't be a true technical pulling skiff if it didn't have if it had dead rise. So. I didn't say. Uh, maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's get back. Let's get into that. Basically, you've been building a boat for two years, or yeah. longer than that. Even. Yeah. Well, it's probably been three, almost three years now since we started working on. You the looked project. at your clock as if like twelve fifty-four. Yeah, he's been, got years on his clock and hours and minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's been three years, yeah. two weeks. It started out as minutes. Now it's years. Um. So, what's the name of the boat? It's uh, just Company. Drake Boatworks. We don't have a name for the first the first uh, skiff yet. We're working on that. So if anybody has anything good, Michael's a better boat. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but and let's be let's be clear. He's not been building a boat for three years. He's been building a prototype for what'll eventually become a production boat for three years. And and like any good boat builder, he's been actually taking his time with it to make sure he gets something right. And I've seen this thing. This thing's a monster. It's uh, it's definitely a big water boat. Um, you know. What's, what's that thing draft? It's got to be drafting, what, like eight inches, maybe ten, somewhere well, in that we had Well, we had the prototype in the water. It was probably about six inches fully loaded. Wow, a boat yeah. that size? Yeah. It's pretty That's light. It's only 17 feet, 10 inches, 76 inches at the beam, so it's not not too big. Okay. Yeah. It looks bigger. I, you know. Yeah. Awesome. It feels bigger next to it. Yeah. But it, 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 it looks big in the little shop. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it's, it's also got some, it does have some dead rides. It's got that sharp entry on the bow, so you guys are thinking ahead for some Yeah, it's got some Florida. good sharp, sharp entry in the bow. We've got actually four degrees of dead rise in the back. We were keeping in mind those big water crossings we have in yeah. Charleston. Yeah. We, we wanted to build a boat that was based around the Charleston area first that could mm. be used anywhere else. I like it, man. I like it. So coming from, like, I'm a non-boat techno-jargon dude, so what does a boat around Charleston need that maybe a boat in the Keys might not need, or vice versa, if you will? Well, I guess it depends what part of the Keys you're fishing in, but a lot of the guys, like, in the lower Keys that are doing the tarpon stuff, they're going to want a boat that's, you know, got a little more dead rides little deeper boat that uh that can handle some big water and some chop and so like a tarpon boat basically. yeah like a tarpon okay. boat. yeah yeah so and up here we're we still we have to do some big water stuff not big water like ocean but we want to be able to do some bigger crossings in the harbors and the bays and you don't want to get wet in the winter so okay 
Okay. Kind of in between, a little yeah. little airing towards the shallower side. I got gotcha. you. Okay. And when, like, obviously making your first prototype, as Michael says, but I would just call it a boat because I don't know the difference. But <laughs> when when you're making, when you say from day one, I'm going to build a boat. I mean, you're obviously on year three. So how long does this kind of project take? When you're kind of you're doing it not out of your garage, literally, but more or less. Yeah, you're doing it on your own. So how? When do you when do you see like an actual boat being like okay you can buy one like how long does that process take? Well, for me, it's obviously taken a long time for like a boat manufacturer that you know they've got a lot of hands and a lot of a lot more ability than I do. They could probably do something you know six months maybe a year, a have a design question. built. <laughs> so you're looking at like when do you think from now like when when will you be able to finally you think start kind of marketing these things if you will. Well, we're, fi- we're in the final stages right now. We've got all the prototypes done. We've got all the tooling done, which is the p- stuff you make the boats from. And so we're just working out the final kinks on the uh, laminate design. and the, Fit and finish. And yeah, the fit and finish so. and the layout. So pretty soon here. We're hoping in the spring we'll have something to show everybody. Nice. Well, it has been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean, I'm excited. Like I said, I've seen it. Um, I've seen pictures. I've seen some wet tests of, like, some pretty stripped down holes just kind of obviously seeing how they run and make sure they're doing what you're thinking they're going to do but uh but yeah i'm, I'm interested to see one clean because from what i've seen they're they're beautiful boats man they're going to be they're going to be something special um looking forward to that something coming out of charleston that's uh that's that's definitely going to reach outside of charleston well i think even though you guys aren't building big water boats i think you're going to see a lot of guys that, that live in bigger water environments that can use a boat like what you're building for sure right right and we we took the boat we want to design the boat to look aesthetically pleasing and do the job too yeah i have seen it looks pretty damn cool oh, it's, yeah, it's, like it's also the it's also the first skiff that's all carbon fiber and epoxy resin we'll infuse the whole boat and then it actually gets baked in an oven to cure it oh, wow. it's super strong super lightweight state-of-the-art laminates oh wow you put in there in like 30 pieces at a time kind of in the oven or is it like a <laughs> We've got a lot of kitchen ovens that we actually <laughs> use for all the different parts. So we take, we build them all, and solder we, them yeah, together. Yeah, we solder it all and glue it all together. Yeah, it's about 130 pieces, and we've got 30 uh, ovens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you boat builders, man, you're all saying crazy, man. You're Oddly crazy. enough, the gas ovens work better. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, hell, they're hotter, yeah. faster. All right, well, Drake Boatworks, man, keep your ear to the ground. Um, it'll be coming out. Uh, Wiles Drake building them. Um, out of Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, don't be surprised if you own one pretty soon. I'm yeah. excited about yeah, it. Yeah, coming to a flat near you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming. Maybe you'll be here again sometime with us and just chill out. Just yeah, chill out for the fun. next yeah. – t- we got 10 more minutes. Yeah, we got there. 10 minutes. Yeah, so, Wallace awesome. Drake, everyone, Drake Boatworks. Yeah, woo. I love you. All right, we're going to – we got one more segment. We're going to come back with uh, what works me over or works us all over. And I think when I say it, you guys will be like, okay. And then we're going to do what pisses off my mic. Uh, which is everything. But all right, all right, let's just roll. Here we go. Here we go.
business trip, you've got no time to waste. And nobody knows that better than Hertz. Whether it's picking up or dropping off your Ford or other fine car, nobody has more to do it faster. This old porch is just a big old red and white Hereford bull standing under a mesquite tree. And I would do so Texas, he just keeps on playing hide and seek with that hot August sun. He's sweating and a patting, cause work is never done. Oh, that's some good stuff right here. It got them cats. Oh, I'm sharing a mic with Will. It looks like we're making out. Oh, Bobby Earl King. That's Halloween, old Bobby King came to Charleston. Sarah and I went saw him with our outfits on and everything. I've never seen Bobby Earl King. And honestly, like I feel like a less of a man. You are less of a man. Yeah, I can't believe you ain't seen him. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing old Bobber Doyle King yet. Bobber Doyle King. Bobber Bobber Doyle King. I'm just gonna keep that going in the background for you us. You need to just let that play a little bit. So what? So now we're down to what? What music? Rubs Let's talk about some music. Have y'all been to? I, I don't know of anything really. I've been really on a yarn tear lately. Have you ever heard of the band Yarn? No. I mean, really. If I'm you knitted with it. <laughs> I've tied some crabs with it. If you like like kind of bluegrassy, progressive rock, country. I don't know what you want to. Is this queer? They're from Brooklyn, which puzzles the shit out of me. Tennessee, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome music. Yarn, like like the like the knitting. Material. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I haven't heard it. Now I gotta go listen to it. Um, you like it? They, they talk about the South a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brooklyn guys talking about the South. South yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn guys talking about the South. That yeah, should yeah, be entertaining. Yeah, right. well, imagine that. They want to be down here. They want to be where the yeah. cooking. Turn this part. Turn this part up. Old Jet Boy yet? This is the 21st century. It ain't like there's anything in their way. Like they don't have to get through the enemy lines to get down here. It's pretty open oh, door. Man. I've probably gone to 20 Robert O'Keen shows oh, until I started running into people that started counting how many. You shows got all the ticket stubs too on your oh, no, bulletin no. board. No, I, lo- I got the receipts <laughs> in my bank account. <laughs> 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 oh man, what's that song? Uh, the uh, I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering the guy's name, but every every Thanksgiving back back in the day working at the uh, back in the day working at the shop, I would always have to go home on like um, Thanksgiving night. I would have to eat Thanksgiving dinner, and I would have to drive home because Black Friday, of course, was a big sales day, and we didn't do any sales, but. 
we were in a shopping center, so there's tons of people around. So we had a really busy day on Black Friday, and we didn't really do any sales. But I had to be there. Um, so I would drive home every Thanksgiving night. And, and back home in North Carolina, we have WNCW 88.7, I think. Maybe yeah, 88. Yeah, great 7. channel. Oh, my God. Look it up on the Internet. What, I mean, it, yeah, go on the Internet. And just I mean, if you just want good music, it's, it's a local radio station, but they play nothing but, like, good music. It's actually public radio. It's public radio, but they play bluegrass and Bob and Earl King, and they play all this stuff. Drive-by truckers. But they have this so one. So, Will, you know about this thing? Yeah. Oh, I, my I, God. I, it's it's dude, radio. Anytime we would get. Uh, WNCW. Of, anytime we'd get east of Atlanta and going out to western North Carolina to go fish the Tuckasegee or Nantahala, we would put that thing on, man. And that, that was just a staple. Well, remember we drove through, when we drove up to see Kyle, Paul, we remember this artist, as a guy I didn't even know out of Texas. They had like a whole show dedicated to him, and you were like just jamming out. When we were, I was terrorizing you through those mountain roads in the dark, and it kept you calm, and you didn't shit your pants. But so, but like anyway, they they have this one, they have this one, D, they have this one DJ, and he plays the same song every Thanksgiving night, and it, it's uh, I forget the guy's name because uh, I'm not Paul and I don't recall all these people, but the song is about uh, um, uh, Alice's restaurant. What's the, who's the guy that sings that song? That's uh, oh, yeah, of course now you got yeah, me. and now I got you on the spot. His, but his dad uh, did uh, Bud Light, wrote a bunch <laughs> of songs. Damn it, damn you, Michael. But anyway, but so the song is called Alice's Restaurant, and and this guy apparently wrote this song sitting at a. He got stuck. They were on tour, and he was in Montana. And they got stuck in a snowstorm, and he was sitting at a diner in Montana. He wrote this song called Alice's Restaurant. It's basically him talking for like 15 minutes. And he tells this long story about this restaurant and him getting arrested and going to jail. And it's like, you can have anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. His dad, his dad like, lived in the 20s and 30s and had those, all those. He wrote a bunch of American songs. Yeah, it's, it's very folky. But anyway, so to this day, I can't have Thanksgiving without listening to Alice's Restaurant. Like, it's ingrained in me so hard. Driving all those years, like eight or nine years of driving home. And that song would come on, and I would it would always come on when I left Morganton, North Carolina, and it was, like, mm-hmm. long enough. It almost got me to Charlotte where I would start losing the signal, and I could hear the end of the song. Arlo Guthrie. Arlo Guthrie. Woody That's Guthrie. exactly right. Woody Arlo, Guthrie's son. Oh, God. Hey, you can't have anything you want at Alice's Rest. Well, he wrote City in New Orleans, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. City in New Orleans. He, yeah. wrote, he was a famous singer, but... That song, oh god, dude, that that's the kind of shit that they play on that, and they do it every year. And it's just the uh, the the one thing in my life for about nine years that I would always find out what I'd listen to for the next 365 days. Is for about nine years, we would leave Atlanta with two drift boats and two cars, six people, and drive straight to uh, West Yellowstone, Montana, yeah. and we would just play everything and anything we got. And I mean, we'd listen to Drive By Truckers, oh, Jerry well, Jeff Walker, like on Sirius or like CDs you had, CDs, Sirius, any iPods, iTunes, Zooms, whatever you can come up with. You iTunes, know, Zunes. even if you even if you just went, you know, man, you know that song like, <laughs> you know, one of those, are, yeah, yeah, it's Steve Earle. I mean, just, oh, God, just anything. But, but Robert O'Keefe and uh, Drive-By Truckers. Oh, the truckers? They have probably added to or subtracted from my life more than anything. I mean, the, I, I will live 20 years shorter. Well, how about some man. Wilco, Sunvolt? Sunvolt. Oh, 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 God. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? Slisky, if you had one last song to listen get to you on while again you're fishing, again by Slobberbone. Tell yes. me you don't just get all fired up. Let's get a Slisky tune. All fired up. Slisky picks here. Top three tunes. That's a tough call, dude. Top, top three tunes? 
<laughs> oh yeah, he didn't have any time to think about that. Just impulsive. That doesn't mean that. So I'll start you, you really off. I'll, st- I'll, I'll start you off, Martina McBride. <laughs> First one that comes to mind is uh, the Descendants' "Wendy." It's a cover of a Beach Boys song. Yes, and good song. Yeah, great song. Yeah, it's a good one. Like, so Descendants, like it's a cover in like a, a non Beach Boy style, basically. Yeah, it's like surf punk from you know early '80s. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. To, I don't know that one, so I'm gonna have to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, but now I gotta find something else. Yeah, well, we all have kind of different musical tastes. It's like I'm a huge '70s, '80s kind of guy. I, I listen to. It. Yeah. What's that album that you found at my house? I was like, you can have that. Oh, uh, Breakfast in America, like one of the greatest albums ever by Supertramp. Yes. <laughs> like I said, you can have it. You can yes. have it. Yes. It could be the last copy ever. I'm like, uh, I'm, oh I will God. never listen to that album. Uh, I, I can't. I can't. Res- I can barely respect a man uh, that what, does not like Steely Dan. What about a little? Ro- Randy Rogers band. Randy Rogers oh, band. I like Randy Rogers. Are you uh, kidding me? Dude, dude. Steely Dan's too perfect. Dude, oh, one I like I like imperfections. I like, I like mess up. There was like one. A- there was one album that like opened my perspective on all things kind of Texas country music. Was um, they put out this compilation album. I think you can still find it on iTunes. It's called Brood in Texas. And it had Randy Rogers band. It actually didn't it have a band. That Paul, that you and some other slack jaw at North Texas opened <laughs> for, o- opened for, yeah. and y'all had a bigger crowd than yeah, they yeah. had. Uh, uh, twelve hundred springs or something. What do they call? Uh, I think it's twelve hundred springs, right? No, it's not twelve. We, we totally do this off it's, the cuff. It's eleven <laughs> eleven hundred springs. That's it. That's the name of the band. I promise. They used to be a punk rock band. They turned into country. But Randy Rogers band, Slade, call Cleaves. me a liar. Don't um, even start on some Lucero, Charlie Robinson band. Uh, Forget it, man. There's Chris Knight out of Chris Kentucky. Knight. Oh, yeah. yes. Chris Knight out of Kentucky. And he's still rock and rolling. He just came through, and I was working, of course, because anything that cool happens in Charleston, I'm working that night. But, yeah, he was just here, and he played at the uh, Windjammer like a month ago, like two weeks ago maybe even. Like it was close. The Windjammer that's famous for having a drunk as hell photo of Bruce oh. Willis in it. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, the yeah fucked up. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Um, one of the funniest things, I went to a Sonvolt concert, and we saw my wife's big into music. Love she Sonvolt. She actually, this is me doing the little shout-out to my wife, Penny. She actually sang with a lot of bands in Athens, and she sang with a lot of guys in the drive-by truckers, not with the drive-by truckers. But she introduced me to a lot of a lot of these bands, and I actually forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but I think you Sunbolt might be oh, the we worst Sun- concert I've ever seen. So, in are you so, serious? So, 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 I didn't so, see him so, live. Jake Ferrar is pretty so, bad. So live. I saw, so I saw yeah. Sunbolt, and actually, I don't know. And actually, actually, it was like a live jukebox. He said I'll nothing in between word. songs. I heard the albums. But the, Jake but, yeah, so he said boring. nothing between songs. Oh, studio, yeah, amazing, yeah. live, nothing. horrible. But he had, he had, he had a he had a big um, musician that my wife's a big fan of, Brett Denon, and he's kind of this real hippy dippy guy. He's a cool guy, and it was so funny because. He was sitting there and he bought this new alarm clock for stage that he could put on and he knew exactly where he could know exactly what time to get off stage. And I guess he got so high, he had the alarm clock and he goes, look, I can clearly see what time it is, but I have no idea what time I'm supposed to get off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, dude. uh, Yeah. All right. But with all this goodness, we're going to kind of. Now we've got to talk about something. We've got a couple segments here. We're going to do Works Me Over. And I feel like this work me over is phased out a little bit compared to how you see it now. With uh, it kind of began to me with with Facebook, and it's the classic 
open-ended Facebook post. Oh, no. The, the, I can't believe he did this seeker, to me. Yeah. The attention the, seeker. I can't believe he did this to me. Which basically you're just saying, you're, somebody talk to me, I'm yeah. lonely. Please yeah. let me have 15 questions that say, what did he do to you? You got or, on me one time with that like open-ended crap because I did like a, a post about going fishing and I, and, and I had, and you didn't yes. realize... You yes. didn't realize I, I had didn't, a. Yeah. There was like right before that, that post. That was my fault. Uh, right before that post, I posted like, "Hey, I'm off. I'd really need to go fishing. Who wants to go?" And then like the very next post was a picture of an offshore boat and me rolling out of the <laughs> out of the cut. And I said, "Well, that escalated quickly." And Paul gives me this rant on Facebook, like, yeah. "Was this one of those open-ended motherfucking questions on Facebook? You just want us to ask questions?" I'm yeah. like, Paul, well, that, "Look I mean, back one question." <laughs> you can see that where I'm coming from. Well, I get where well, I didn't wake up at 7:50. I woke up at 8:20. Yeah, I was. I didn't get. I didn't wake up either. I got off work and I was like awake. One of the best ones I've ever saw of that, like where someone screen capped it. That happened is like some girl put up a post and she had like a real glamour shot for her Facebook profile. So it is usually women. It's usually women. Mostly women does it. And and like uh, metrosexual men. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny that Doug. Doug already left. We can't talk about him. But 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 she posted, (laughs) her post was, I'm so ugly, dot, dot, dot. And some guy just comes right in. Perfect pig farming guy. He goes, You misspelled attention seeking whore. Yeah, that's good. Perfect. Perfect. That's Dial good. it in. Dial it in. But you got a point, Paul. Well, how about today's been so hard? Ugh. Dude, just stop, man. Why would he do this to my kids? You know how you solve that problem? You go home and you crack a bottle. I don't care if it's a bottle of wine or a bottle of beer or a bottle of Jack. That's how people used to solve their problems. They go home and be like, today's been so hard. It's Miller time. And that's how you dealt with that. You didn't deal with it on social media where you had everybody bleeding their hearts out. All right, this is not what our No, but no, nobody are. gives a shit. We, I mean, I mean, that's my does, thing. Yeah, and that's the a thing. Day, nobody really gives a fuck. I mean, like, with Flood Tide, uh, I do a lot of the social media along with Paul for Flood Tide, and it's like we love doing it, and we love having everybody reach out and share pics with us and all that. But I don't look at that stuff, like, dig into that, and it's like, man, I just don't understand some of these people that put out all this stuff. It's like, who gives a shit what you're doing? Do y'all get a lot of dick pics? You should get more dick pics. In fact, if Personally, you listen to this yes, right now, yes. send your dick pics to floodtideco.com. Info at floodtideco.com. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, That leads us into the next Mad Mike segment. This usually takes us out, so uh, appreciate everyone chiming in oh, the, to the longest this. one we've had, an hour yeah. and 45 minutes story. so far. I'd love to hear the end of it sometime. But thanks for all the support. Uh, you've given us at Flood Tide, and thanks for Low Country Fly Shop. Thanks, Matt Schliske, for coming by and where he works. I mean, it's not like he had to try to. On his day off, we we brought him into the shop for two he hours just, on his day off. He just swung by on his day off where he works. Why are you going to get fired on your day off? <laughs> I want to talk to Sam. Um, <laughs> but Matt, Matt Mike, so. <laughs> Bitch, Alice Cramden. <laughs> So, as always, Mad Mad Mike never knows what I'm going to bring up. No, this is this is Paul's favorite game. We're going to play right now, and I am about seven beers deep now, so we should see what happens. You know, I may not have had sex, but I could fuck you up. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to talk. I want you. I'm, I don't want to talk about it. I want you to talk about the overconfident fly rod customer that wants to go test seven rods. Oh, damn it, Paul. All right. The all proverbial right. parking lot test. No, no, no. I got a good story for this one. <laughs> Hell, I got about 20 <laughs> stories for this one. 
But okay, here's the deal. All right, if you're gonna go to a fly shop, you're gonna you're gonna test out a rod. You you have it in your mind that you need a new fly rod because that's gonna solve your casting problems. That's fine. But do not, I repeat, do not come into the fly shop and try to explain to us that the problems in your casting revolve around your rod. Because let me let me tell you a real big old secret, okay? I can cast, I have cast on a measuring board at a damn contest. 124 feet. I did that nine years ago with what was then the top of the line rod. Are you sure? That rod was a Sage Z-axis, which is now considered an eight-way, which is now considered shit, okay? I can still not cast any more than 124 feet. In fact, I probably can't cast 120 feet with the most high-tech rods that exist. Here's how you cast well, okay? You start off by buying a rod. I don't give a fuck what rod it is. You buy a rod. Well, maybe you want to put out some snacks or something. <laughs> You go out, you take your time, you learn the mechanics of casting, you learn how to actually load a rod, unload a rod, the time in between that, how that timing affects how much line you have out and how much you have to carry and how your rod angle and your uh, travel of your actual arm, not just the rod, dictates. There's a lot of shit, okay? You need, to, you need to look into some of this stuff, okay? There's a lot of mechanics involved in it. It's an actual skill that you have to work at and you have to plan at. So the story kid comes in one day he pulls he pulls like six rods out he's gonna buy a new fly rod today i'm like okay cool he's like i want an eight weight i was like all right even better he's like um let's try this we're, rod this rod this we're rod. plumb out of sevens yeah we're plumb out of sevens so <laughs> he grabs he grabs he grabs uh he grabs like at the time it was the top end rods you know glx uh xi2 when i was like a yeah it was xi2 at the time xi2 glx scott s4s you name it whatever he grabs like four of them right we go out, and it's a little windy. It's like 15 knots maybe or something. It's windy, but it's fishable windy. Can't cut the knots. Yeah, those are nautical wind miles per hour, okay? So it's like 2.7. doesn't matter. It's, it's a little windy, but it's not crazy. So we are start, you jealous yet? He starts casting. He starts casting, and he's throwing like 40 feet maybe. Maybe 40 feet. Like bad, big, big and, loop. And big a bad loop. 40 feet. Big like loop. no double haul, like open loops, like no no nothing. Like he's not loading any of these rods because they're way too fast for his level of casting, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh. So that's oh. fine. Like it's okay because I like casting with people in the parking lot because then I can say, hey man, how about you try a little of this or maybe, you know, push with your thumb or, or maybe try to extend the rod instead of tomahawking it into the dirt. You know, like there's some little things I can do there to not only make him a better caster, but maybe even seal that deal a little bit. But not with this guy. No, no, no. This guy, he'd been all over the world. He'd caught everything that ever fucking swam. He was goddamn Jesus walking on water as far as he was concerned, except he couldn't cast but 40 feet in front of him. So he gets this rod, and this rod was like a, it was a GLX-8. I remember it distinctly because it's the rod I fish with. And he casts 40 feet, sloppy, ugly, piled up on top of itself 40 feet. You couldn't handle it anymore, could you? Nope. Lost it. And, and I'm supposed to be selling shit and supposed to be in the, the salesman here. Like, so I'm supposed to be nice and calm. Fucking lost it. And he's like, and I didn't lose it on the cast. I was like, okay, well, this guy sucks. And then he turns to me and he's like, yeah, I like this rod, but that's about all it's got in this wind. <laughs> My head fucking exploded. And I looked at him. I was like, let me see that rod. He handed it to me. I took it with the line that he had stripped off, which was like 100 feet too much. And I took, <laughs> I took one, I took one back cast. I picked his forty feet up that he had laid out. Like just that was my pickup, and I picked up his forty feet, made one double haul, and I shot it about another, I don't know, sixty or seventy feet. Like I put it at about hundred feet, like just 
just, I mean, I had some anger behind it, and I think, like, I think maybe even Jesus came down and was like, hey, fuck this motherfucker up just for me, okay? And he got right on my shoulders, and I punched Nobody it. Nobody And, like, this, Jesus. I mean, clean, dirty, nasty, like, threading a needle goddamn loop, just, phew, you know? I laid it out there, and I, look, I looked at him, and I said, no, nope, she's got a little bit more than that. <laughs> and I literally, I wanted to drop it, like, the mic on the stage and just walk away. I didn't have a chance because he walked away first and got in his car and drove away, and I didn't sell a rod that day at all. My boss was not happy. <laughs> well, I, but, like, look, here's the deal, man. Look, we're not impressed. You don't have to impress me. I'm the shop guy. Guess what? I'm not the best caster on the world, but neither are you. And I am the guy who knows more than you. So don't come in the shop and try to tell me how cool you are and what you caught and what you can do and what you can cast when you can't fucking cast your way out of a pack of fucking crackers. All right? You suck. It's okay. But you can learn if you have an open mind. If you have a closed-off mind, you're a dickhead doomed to catch shit for the rest of your life. Thank you. Mind Mike, out. That's a great story. That'll be the end of it